Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome everyone to the special episode of the Shift with CJ podcast. Why is it special? Because today we've got a live guest in the biohacking studios after a very long time. And our guest on the show today is special. Why? Because she has gone through a host variety of health problems herself. And unlike most of us who sort of give up and, you know, go to the traditional conventional doctor's route, she has taken a different route, a route of learning, a route of understanding, and a route of hacking all of her problems. And she sits here beside me today, and she wants to share with you her journey as well as what she has learned over the years. So please welcome Natasha, a.k.a. Health Mag. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you doing, Natasha? I'm good, I'm good, thank Would you. Would you like me to call you Nag, Health Nag? Uh, I, I'm safe in many people's phones as a Natasha Nag. So, yeah, and when people ask me, actually, what do you do for a living? I say, I Nag for a living. Okay, cool. I'm happy with the Nag. <laughs> I'm so curious. How did you get that name? Uh, it is. It, it came just so natural because I was nagging literally my entire inner circle and mm. family and friends. And uh, did it work? Though? It it didn't. So I thought maybe I, I expand my reach and then maybe some will appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and some did appreciate it. So um, yeah, and now I'm just known as a nag. I mean, I, I, I tried to create a more positive connotation to to nagging because when usually people when they nag, who usually nags either wife or mm -hmm. a mother but they they wish well they mean well mm -hmm. so in a way definitely my health nagging comes with a lot of love and passion and i want the best for you so wife and a mother so does that mean women <laughs> nag more than men oh definitely <laughs> hmm, interesting i think there's a biological <laughs> explanation to this <laughs> so walk us through your journey what what happened why did you get into this whole nagging habit of things i mean in terms of like your um, health journey what happened how did you get over it uh, it started a, a while ago, actually, uh, around 20 years ago. I was in my 20s and early 20s. And I, have, I was diagnosed with a lot of health conditions that was way too early for a young lady. Uh, I've had like Hashimoto, which is an autoimmunity. Um, I've had hypothyroid. I've had IBS. I've had like um, mild depression. And I was like pre-diabetic. So my insulin resistance was really, really already evident at 20. So that was way too young. And when all of those things came to me, I realized, first of all, it was my own fault. So I could not blame genetics for this. It was just literally my own fault. I realized everything that I've been doing, eating, the way my lifestyle was, it was all self-inflicted. So my health, my bad health was self-inflicted, basically. So when it hit me, I realized, okay, now let me reverse it. Let me try and understand what is my body does not like. How can I improve it? How I can how I can get healthier? So I got super obsessed, and it was like a journey. Every single day, I got more and more into health, and I started to shift my lifestyle for the better. 
I started to introduce small little healthy habits. I started to learn a lot. I went to, to do multiple fasting, multiple detoxes around the world and different like detox clinics and stuff. Um, I went to multiple seminars, read a lot of books, started to study naturopathy, homeopathy, Ayurveda, biochemistry, anatomy, everything. And now fast forward 20 years, this is where I am now with a lot, a lot of knowledge, serious obsession with health. But also to make a long story short, um, I did reverse all my health conditions over the time. And now I strongly believe that whenever you do have a health, negative health symptom, it's just you need to address it and you need to find the root cause. And then your body has an incredible rejuvenative, rejuvenating uh, capacity. So it can pretty much heal anything um, by itself when you provide the right environment for it. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And can I ask you, what were some of those things that you were doing in your 20s? Because a lot of people listening to this might be doing the same. So mm -hmm. let's give them a heads up on what life shouldn't look like. Yeah. Well, this is definitely a long nag <laughs> because mm -hmm. you cannot pinpoint it to one thing that actually did work. I think it's a series of consistent multiple things at a time. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely important. Um, I think one of the key things that I've started to look into, and obviously I've learned much more now than I, I could learn like before. So uh, the power of fasting for me personally worked incredibly well. Like when you fast for longer than 36 hours, because this is when you actually reach autophagy, which is the cellular cleansing. Um, I, I can swear by it because it is one of the best deep cleaning you can get internally from the cellular perspective so i did fast multiple times five seven and ten days just on water i know it sounds crazy first of all i don't recommend it if you're a complete beginner do not do that <laughs> i make it very clear you have to be in a certain environment you need to be supervised by doctors how i was i was in a special clinic where there was multiple um healing techniques at the same time but just to highlight the, how the, the fasting works is that when you stop getting fuel from the outside from your food specifically your body goes into internal eating it's actually what uh, autophagy means it's self-eating when that happens your body looks for the faulty cells precancerous cells we actually produce cancer cells pretty much on a regular basis but our immune system is able to identify it very fast kill it and destroy it right that's why it's so important to actually invest into your innate immunity so fasting activates that innate immunity and it uh, basically removes all the debris, all the waste, all the cellular um, nonsense, as I say, uh, during that fasting process. And then in the end, you end up with a beautiful cellular rejuvenated body, right? So for me, the energy, the mood, the mental capacity, mental focus, uh, even the colors that I started to see, they were much, much brighter. And um, I could sleep for four, four hours a day and I was waking up full of energy. This is just highlighting how we humans supposed to feel every morning rather than just trying to reach for a coffee in the morning because we absolutely drain. This is not normal. So for me, the energy levels is the first, first sign is what's good, that something in your body is off. So fasting was an incredible, um, how to say that, um, an incredible influence on my health. Then, of course, I stopped dairy. I stopped smoking. I was a smoker, yeah, unfortunately. I was a... Like my breakfast would be coffee and a cigarette. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is pretty bad. I know some people relate to it. Um, so 
yeah, then I started to eat clean. I started to exercise. My first gym session was at 23. That was like way too late, you know. And then I slowly I got into hot yoga and like I, I really started to learn and understand. And then everyone is different. So this, I would never say a keto diet would be good for you or or a vegan diet good for you. I think a balance is the key. Understanding your own biochemistry, understanding your blood type, what your predisposition in terms of DNA is, this is super important. So I've learned that about myself, but now I'm able to educate people in a more strategic, complex way. But yeah, health is not one thing. It's multiple things. It's your sleep, it's your lifestyle, it's how you exercise, what you do, who you surround yourself with, how you think, what you eat. There's so many layers. Wow, that, that, that's a beautiful explanation. And that also brings us to a full circle that you know, you mentioned biochemical individuality, which means that you are different from your neighbor Absolutely. and you're different from the person who's on Instagram. and most of the times, you've got to see what suits you best. But you mentioned about fasting. Was it hard to fast for 7 to 10 days? So once you switch into internal eating, no. Because on the day 3, usually you go, you go into internal eating, you, you start to burn fat for fuel. Mm -hmm. When you start burning your fat for fuel, you will start also releasing toxins in your body into your bloodstream for the final elimination. Because we store our toxins in... Um, in the in fat, fat in fat cells, right? That's why if you are struggling to lose weight, look into your toxicity. It may be a physical reaction of your body to store specifically to create more fat cells. And with more fat cells comes more water. In the end, you're diluting the toxicity in your body. It's just like a self-protecting mechanism of the body. So yeah, that's off topic. But uh, no, it was not hard because we were in a special facility in the forest. No staff were allowed to cook any meals, so there was no smell of food. There is no TV. There is nothing. They you encourage to spend a lot of time in nature, drink a lot of water. Yes, psychologically it gets there, but there you also, on a certain high, which is hard to explain, your body does release certain chemical that it does feel good at the same time, even though you have that psychological hunger. But no, when you start your inner kind of self-eating, uh, you start to create calories from your fat. So this way, the hunger is not as intense. And yeah, then you can go on and go on. But then you feel so amazing on the day four or five. It's like, do I even need food? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like so good. That's why we created actually a three-day health night detox, which is uh, a kind of a bridge between being a normal person and, and, and a biohacker or a super health obsessed person because it allows you to reach autophagy, that fasting for three days, which is highly encouraged, but without that intense feeling of starvation because we are hacking your your mind with a lot of fiber. So fiber expands in your, in your stomach, but it's insoluble fiber. So it's not nutrition. There's no nutrition. It's just basically mimicking you being full allowing you to fast for three days and get all the benefits from three-day fasting from that cerebral cleansing, but without that intense feeling of starvation. Wow, that's interesting. And that you call the three-day... Three-day health night detox, yeah. Three-day health night de uh, detox. And is there like a group of foods that you send people or is it like a... There is no food. So, oh yeah, the, the, the box is like a detox kit. It includes 10 shakes per day, which is not food. Uh, there is just a, a little bit of liver support. There's some probiotics. There are a lot, a lot of special kind of fiber that is able to purify the digestive system as well at the same time, which amplifies the, uh, the detox benefits. Because if you are going for a detox anywhere in the world, they will also encourage you to do colonics, which is sometimes, uh, like, like you can, uh, it's intense for some people, it just takes away some dignity, you know? Mm -hmm. Here you're not losing any dignity and, uh, and uh, basically it's super natural and everything is very smooth. And, and, and I believe this is also powering up the gut microbiome. 100%. 
also allows you to detox and carries all of this things like chaperone mediated autophagy and things like that. Exactly, 100%. And then a lot of people report that they're actually not feeling any more triggered by dairy after the detox, for example, because you you optimize your digestive system, you get rid of a lot of debris. A lot of people do store some toxicity in their colon as well. And without even knowing, once you do the detox, you will realize what you've been storing in your digestive system. And some people are shocked, which is good, better out than in, right? I always say, but yeah, this is, a, this is you cannot underestimate the power of also your elimination because it's we cannot detoxify very well if you're not eliminating very well so this is super important yes digestion will be improved the mood will be improved people sleep much better and what i often i hear from these people who completed three-day detox and reached their autophagy they say you know what i don't need coffee anymore and those are coffee addicts they cannot function they cannot perform they cannot think work or do anything without their morning coffee and now suddenly they don't need that that is like the most important thing Wow, that's super interesting. And how often do you recommend people do this three-day cleanse? Or how, how how often do people fast? Because there's we're talking about a long-term fasting strategy. And also, do you recommend any daily sort of fasting or weekly sort of fasting? What's your take on that? So I don't recommend daily fasting. Uh, oh, sorry, weekly. I, I actually recommend everyone to reach autophagy at least twice a year. Because those, like, a lot of people talk about inter intermittent fasting. But what the actually is, is what is completely natural. You shouldn't be eating after the 7 p.m. period. You shouldn't be eating technically when the sun goes down, biologically, as per your circadian rhythm. So most people keep talking about intermittent fasting, but it's actually just a normal diet. You shouldn't be eating after 7. You should wake up around 10. Or, I mean, you wake up early, but you eat around 10. So in a way, that's a perfect 16-hour roughly uh, window, and that's how everyone should be on every day. Uh, but people call it intermittent fasting and they tell you, yes, so in, from this perspective, absolutely. However, you are not reaching autophagy after 24 hours even. You need to fast for 36 to 48 hours to get all the incredible benefits of the fasting, which is, again, the immunity boosting, the collagen boosting. Your collagen is boosted after 48 hours of fasting by almost 250 it's like a lot. It's, you get a huge collagen boost. So it's like a growth hormone boost, which is anti-aging, right? So people just, you and you're not reaching to that level with your small little fast like that. So I'd rather do proper reaching autophagy once or twice a year and obviously have a healthier diet. And yes, don't eat too late. And that's, that's how I would approach that. Okay. Why, you know, there is a very big subset of people, especially in the Middle East, who are more into the aesthetic realm. Um, we can think about people like powerlifters, bodybuilders, uh, on stage bikini competitions and stuff. And um, I've, I've been in this conversation before where I've told people like, guys, listen, the sun's going down. It's probably not the best time to eat. And a lot of people have um, raised a lot of these questions like, why is it not good? What happens? It's just the same food. And I wanted to like, if I'm sure you've heard this uh, comment before, like, oh, what, how do you explain this course. to someone, like someone who's watching or listening to this and they're probably having their dinner at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. I'll explain. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good point. And I can get, the, I often get into a very strong heated conversations from that because, for example, Ramadan, which is a religious fast, beautiful. However, let's separate religious fast from the therapeutic fast. First of all, dry fasting, personally, from the health perspective, I don't recommend. Your body needs water. Uh, your dry fasting is when you're fasting without water. Without right? water. I absolutely encourage everyone, if you want to do therapeutic fasting, proper immunity-boosting fasting, 
do it the right way because with fasting you can do sometimes more damage than good for 100 percent in an example of Ramadan, I know uh, it's it's a very, very sensitive topic. However, not eating all day, not drinking all day, and then eat a lot in the evening is not going to give you any health benefits. Yes, it's a calorie restriction. Yes, yes, you may lose weight. Yes, but... But do people lose weight in Ramadan? Because most of the yeah. people that I know, they... They gain weight. weight. Exactly. Yes. So we are we are far from doing it the right way. One million percent. So let's 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 not talk about that. Let's talk about therapeutic fasting. Absolutely, you need water during your fast. You shouldn't be eating in the evening because after sun goes down, your body is intelligent. Your body knows what time it is. You cannot fool it. That's why when you get used to waking up at a certain time and you still put an alarm, uh, your body will wake up one minute before your alarm goes off. What it's called? It's called biological clock. It's called circadian rhythm. Your body knows what time it is. So after the sun goes down, biologically, digestion slows down. Mm -hmm. You are not supposed to be eating in the evening, period. We're all supposed to be going into fasting. We should be in bed by nine, really, biologically. Mm -hmm. So health conditions can start when you abuse that. Mm -hmm. And... um, if you're eating at 10 and 11, some people only book in their dinner at 10 and their dinner finishes at 12. What happens then? Digestive system shuts down. Your food will reach the digestive system in your stomach and it will stop there. Your body will not be digesting any food at night. Your digestion will kickstart at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning again. So in a way, your food will be sitting in your digestive system actively in your stomach, where it shouldn't. It should already leave the stomach by that time. And basically, you will be losing time on the proper rejuvenating of your digestive system. So if you have IBS, any digestive issues, you need to start thinking about it. Is your digestive system actually resting during the night? Because this is the time of rejuvenation. This is when the immunity comes in. This is when your organs rest and recover. And if you don't allow your body to do that, or your digestive organs specifically, then you cannot, you cannot expect a, a beautiful digestion. Thanks for sharing that. I think people who are listening can wrap their heads around it really well. I did an experiment um, about four or five years ago when continuous blood glucose monitors first came into the market. So I did an experiment where I had one of these stick-on patches, needles in my arm, and I was eating, let's say, around 5 p.m. when the sun was still out. And I would obviously measure my blood glucose spike and the glycemic mm-hmm. variability that it was showing. And then I did an experiment where I kept all the conditions completely similar and had it at 7 p.m. So right 45 minutes after the sun went up. Surprisingly, and I mean, we, this is anecdotal data, but I could see a 15 to 20% increase in my blood glucose with the same food. And this is something that I can open up my app and check every day. So I completely agree with what you're saying, where when you look at circadian rhythmicity and certain things on, you know, when is the liver liver using all of these uh, recycling toxins or when the bile is flowing into the body or when the digestion happens, most of the times it's during the day, especially if you are, you know, some... In some cases, I believe it might be a bit different when it comes to shift work because their circadian rhythm is completely um, gone for a toss. But for most people, yes. And also having food late at night will, for people who are listening, it'll not allow you to sleep well. Mm-hmm. And you can see this in any health tracker when Absolutely. you stop consuming any calories. 
about three hours. The, the gold standard is about four hours, but that's the time you have ultimate um, you know, rejuvenation process. You have good um, IGF-1, human growth hormone, all of these things that rejuvenate us and also your deep, deep and REM sleep cycles go on. So mm -hmm. thanks, for, thanks for sharing that with us. So you've gone through so many things such as homeopathy and you know natural medicine and all of these things. I'm very curious to know, and I'm sure all of our audience is really curious to know, what is a typical day in your life look like? Walk us through like what happens when you wake up. You can add any supplements, you can add any biohacks, you can add any habits. So, you know, people who are listening to this can kind of see what's the gold standard and then maybe take one or two practices from you. Mm, very good question. So um, I'm in a very, very intense schedule right now. So if we are talking a perfect morning, yeah. uh, Vayas, <laughs> realistically morning right now, slightly different, but we will get there. Uh, but I would say, um, first of all, what I acquired recently is that I don't sleep near electronics. That's it. They're out of my room. I go on airplane mode. I Can you tell us why? Oh, uh, because obviously the the EMF, mm -hmm. uh, electromagnetic field, which affects your sleep and everything. Um, I've noticed that I sleep so much better. Mm -hmm. um, that's because obviously the blue light sometimes too intense. If we're scrolling down right before bed, we all know that. Some I, some biohackers they they use a lot of the blue blue light blockers because if you're an entrepreneur, you cannot completely separate yourself from your yeah. phone, right? I don't know if you know, but we started a company. Basically, my company Biohacking. We do we looked into the science of circadian and chronobiology for three and a half years. You need to see CJ, by the way. <laughs> hey, that's me, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> people on Instagram. Shout out to everyone. Yeah. So we looked into the science of circadian and chronobiology for about three and a half years and we developed specific lenses which mm. looks at light intensity duration and these can filter out like like you're saying we developed something that blocks off 99.99% of not just blue but green and violet light that also comes from the sun and can give your brain this indication to either suppress your sleep hormone melatonin or do a lot of other things. So we, we do that and I'll share uh, this with you. I'll share with you guys afterwards because I highly recommend everyone to get uh, those those kind blue of blocking glasses. blocking glasses because then you will see your sleep is improving dramatically and sleep we all know is like the, the number one priority and we see clients as well, right? We're, uh, I'll talk later after we're opening a clinic as well. But we're already seeing clients for consultations so every single person either stressed or they can't sleep. Most of the time it's the same time. Mm -hmm. And the digestive issue. Yeah. And then when we start looking into all the um, the lifestyle, then you see the, where the problem is. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, you'll be very happy to know that um, right behind one of the cameras there, we've got a Egyptian, it's like six years of research on ancient biogeometry, which is right. using geometrical shapes to offset any magnetic or wireless radiation nice. coming into this room. Um, you cannot see much, but on the windows, there are certain uh, geometrical shapes that also offset those. We've got a somovetic here, which neutralizes all sorts of radiation. We've got a Q-shield there that does this. I'm wearing, you know, so we're sort And of we are sitting on a special PMF mat, PMF mat as well. Yes, yeah, so we're kind of constantly connected Love to it. the ground. Love it. And I'm drinking special water too. I'll tell you all about that afterwards, right? We yes, and we're, we're also on a grounding mat. So our yeah. feet is touching, constantly being supplied by negative electrons from the earth. 
which is connected to the garden downstairs. Love it. Uh, yeah, so electromagnetic field is one of the things that uh, everyone should be aware of. And please, uh, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. I think it's very interesting that we, uh, most of the people would like to be connected all the time and the wireless radio. Uh, Wi-Fi should be on and the phone should be close to that. But, you know, sometimes when we are keeping our phone very close to us, that's very close by, not from our brain, but from our gut. Oh, so this 100%. is another reason that's why another people life. might have some IBS. One or million percent. I am a very good point, CJ. Love it. Because I would even say, you guys, you guys also, uh, and women too, don't put, uh, you know, sometimes we put the phone in next, oh, yeah, to, like, fertility next to the groin. Yeah, you should put it at least in your in the back uh, pocket if you have to, if you need to. But yeah, try to keep your phone and laptop away from this area because definitely this EMF affecting uh, uh, it affects testosterone levels in men. It affects the reproductive organs in women, and as as you mentioned just now, the digestive system. So whenever I work on computer, it's always on the table, mm -hmm. and then. Obviously, as humans, we naturally put it like on our on our knees, yeah. and then I'm like, oh no, 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 we gotta get rid of it. And then same for the phone. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, for many years now, everyone who's in my close circle, whoever wants to call me, most of the times they're just upset at me because they can never reach me because every time I have my phone <laughs> on myself, it's always on airplane mode, and they're just like, how can uh, we get to you? I'm like, just message me. I'll I'll yeah, see you. I'll text you back. Yeah, or when I don't have my phone in my pocket. But yeah, so okay, so yeah, you make sure that you have um, less electricity or dirty electricity, yeah. let's say, yeah. around your house. What else do you do in the morning or throughout your day? Open the window, go on a balcony, ideally, if you have. If you're not, try to expose yourself to the sun for mm -hmm. the 10 15 minutes. This will actually help you to reset your circadian rhythm. This will actually help you to sleep better. It's an immunity boosting, antiviral. It's a uh, it's an amazing, sun is an amazing, we are like the plants, just, uh, I, I posted the other day, we literally plant, like plants, but with complicated emotions, mm -hmm. we need water and we need sun, you know, yes. um, so definitely sun is super, super important. Um, Do you prefer just to see sunlight or to be in sunlight? No, you need to expose 70, ideally, we're talking ideally, 70% of your body without SPF to the sun every morning for 15 to 20 minutes to get a daily dose of vitamin D. That resets your biological clock, your circadian rhythm, boosts your immunity, boosts your liver function, boosts your digestion, boosts your mood. List All goes aspects on. of List biology. Goes on. Yes, List goes on. You are optimizing your health, period. Um, ideally, you also remove sunglasses because through the eyeballs, you this is where your body reads through the energy, the sun energy. This is important as well. So actually... From the biohacking health point of view, sunglasses are not doing any favors. Oh, thank God. Thank you so much for saying that. I've been screaming on the top of, <laughs> you know, houses for years. And, you know, most people don't uh, seem to understand this. But also, you know, sunlight is really good for the eyes. We also have 20% of the, the light that we see moves past our visual cortex. 100%. And goes to a part of the brain called the uh, suprachiasmatic nucleus or the SEN. And this is what takes care of all these other biological processes that you're talking about, like all the functions in the body, because this is like the main body clock in the brain that signals all the peripheral clocks oh, in our tissues. So, sunlight, amazing, a lot important. Remove your, I also like to tell people, like if you're trying to get a tan, then um, remove your sunglasses because, yeah. you know, your body, when when you're exposed to sunlight, sunlight travels to your eye, they 
stimulates something called as alpha melanocyte receptors, and those melanocyte receptors increase melanin, which is a color pigment in your skin, and that color pigment essentially makes your skin a little bit darker or tanner. So a lot of people go to the beach and they always have their sunglasses on and I tell them, please remove them for some time and yeah. then you can exactly, get a better time. Exactly, at least, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Because I still like my sunglasses. I find, like, I'm into the aesthetic part of the sunglasses. Let's do it like, let's put it like this. Yeah, it's type of yeah, a, a fashion accessory, right? But from the health perspective, just remove it for this 10-15 minutes, you get your dose and that's it. Then whatever you do afterwards is up to you. But yeah, and same applies to uh, SPF, like all the sun protection, that all the chemicals that we put on our body. By the way, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, minerals can be absorbed through your skin. So you can imagine when you do apply that chemical nonsense on your skin, everything goes into your bloodstream. So there's a lot, a lot of endocrine disruptors in that in that thing. So if I, I'm actually not using sunscreen, mm -hmm. I know sometimes sun is really too intense, but then that's I not the, but that's not the time to go on the sun, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and or, or stay for a certain period of time. We burn on the sun because of our diet. So all these inflammatory seed oils that amplifying your burn. And when I actually stopped all the inflammatory seed oils, I could finally tan and not get burned. Can you give us some examples of inflammatory seed oils? Like some of the people might be wondering what. Yeah, so inflammatory, I would call gluten a commercial gluten because I eat rye and it's fine and it's, it still has gluten. Rye flour is totally fine for me and for most people as well. Uh, I'm talking about commercial gluten, which is all the baked stuff. This is definitely pro-inflammatory. So this is the bread and bread-related. Oh, everywhere you go, everywhere <laughs> you fly, all you can go and get in the morning is croissants and baked stuff. This is but but why is it? The reason why we sick. Let's start like that. That's it. There is no other explanation why we're so sick. Is because our diet is so messed up. But also, you know, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but most people. When you tell them like, hey guys, listen, there is this thing called gluten and they're like, I am not gluten intolerant or sensitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how it's, does he put this message across to them? Like what exactly does gluten? Because but most so, of it's people, not just gluten, it's obviously lectins. There's certain nuts, certain things that there's a lectin. It's, it's a type of gluten as well, by the way, but it's not just only, um, how to say that, <laughs> um, exclusive to gluten itself. So there's a lot of foods that we eat daily that cause inflammation. Dairy is one of them too. Pasteurized, when we're talking raw dairy, we're yeah. talking different stories. So raw milk is good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not against it. If you tolerate it well yourself individually, if your DNA predisposition is okay, like for me, I've done my DNA test, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be avoiding no matter what, right? Like I know that I'm, I'm, I'm I, yeah, we can talk about this later, but inflammation comes from this, in, in, incredible inflammation comes from CDOF, which is canola oil the sunflower or all this uh, super, super highly refined seed oils. You've mm -hmm. got to stop them. Olive oil, coconut oil, butter, period. Okay. Everything else, if it's pasteurized, if it's super processed, this will cause inflammation. So, And if you're doing the deliverable service, you're ordering salad <laughs> or something. I'm not against it, but you can, you, you, I guarantee you all the oils that go in there are pro-inflammatory seed oils. So you assume you're eating clean, but you're not getting health results because you don't know and you're not thinking of, about these kind of things, which is super important. And all the sauces that come sometimes, preservatives that in numbers trigger massive inflammation. And obviously IBS comes, that's why people, I eat healthy, but I have IBS, because clearly this is not working. Well, no, you need to really understand if you're cooking at home for two weeks without this 
pro-inflammatory oils without the gluten, just purely vegetables, protein, you will see the difference mm -hmm. in your digestion. So avoid seed oils, everyone. You, she mentioned coconut, coconut oil, olive oil, is ghee, mm -hmm. butter. So that's yeah. Olive oil is my butter. favorite. I, I actually don't start the day without it. So a teaspoon of olive oil, cold pressed, high quality, pure olive oil is how I start my day. Because you need in the morning two things. You need protein, you need some sort of amino acids, and you need healthy fats. Everything else, all these carbs, the starches, is the last thing your body needs. So this is for breakfast, you mean? Yes, absolutely. So I'm mostly paleo, I'm mostly, I'm dairy-free, uh, because there is a commercial dairy, again, mm -hmm. I'm going to repeat, it's highly pro-inflammatory. Uh, it, uh, it affects pretty much everyone. No one can digest it after the age of seven uh, because we are losing these enzymes, uh, which cause lactase. We literally physically are not able. It's for it's for babies, period. However, we are not living in a perfect world, and sometimes there will be dairy. For that, I'm just hacking with this digestive enzyme that includes lactase that helps you to digest lactose, which we obviously produce as our supplement, a range part of it, because this, this is the supplement that Natasha, me as a person, as a human, I will never stop anymore. And obviously I'm... This is digestive enzymes. This is, uh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone should be on digestive enzymes because you are not living in the forest, you're not living uh, in the perfect world, you're stressed, you're living high, in a highly industrial, uh, high-paced environment. Um, and the food that we consume, lacking those natural enzymes because it's important from far away, uh, Digestive enzymes with every single meal, you will do yourself a lot of good favors. So digestive enzymes, just for everyone, are these supplements that you can take which have active digestive properties, like one of the men you mentioned, lactase, it could be serapeptidase. Um, There's like a lot, yeah, exactly. All the enzymes that help you to digest absolutely full spectrum of your food, uh, lactose, obviously, fats, carbohydrates, and most importantly, protein. There's an epidemic of indigestion mm -hmm. of the protein because of low soil acidity, high, uh, low iodine, um, high stress levels, people cannot break down protein and they naturally think that it's not good for them. Mm -hmm. There is nothing about protein that I'm against. There is absolutely, it's essential, not just to, for your body, it's essential for your immune system, it's essential for your liver function. It's absolutely much. Every cell is made for protein. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. So. absolutely. I'm taking peptides, and that's a night for another day, but I'm doing like five peptides. Interesting. Which is like amino acid, I'm taking five as a I would love to know what oh, peptides are that, that, Don't get me started on okay. that, but we will be doing that all in the clinic. And uh, there's like, you can literally reverse any health condition. You can optimize your brain. You can even become smarter by taking certain peptides. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, so there's so many, yeah, there's so many. I'm playing with a lot of them. Not that I'm playing, there's a study, there's like 40 years of research on peptides. And I just met Dr. Cavinson in UK. Did you? Yeah, in wow. person. And I got the, uh, a person. Did you get the Cavinson protocol? I know. I've been to do this for the longest put, period I can of put time. you on the Cavinson. Not only, I got uh, 40 years of research on USB from Dr. Cavinson personally to me. Brilliant. And no one else got it. So I'm pretty proud of that. Wow. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I am so into that. And that's why we're setting up a longevity clinic because that, that's where we're going to have a physical home where anyone with health issues can come and we can optimize because it's not only about optimizing obviously what you have right now or healing something, but it's also about longevity. But longevity is not about living longer. Longevity is about living as you are today for many, many years ahead in a sense like 
You don't want to lose your independence physically. You don't want to lose your mind. You don't want to lose your energy levels. You want to live at 80, 90 as you would be living at 25. And that's what I'm talking about when mm -hmm. it comes to longevity. And you're I'm going to be surfing at 90, I guarantee you. I'm not going. I, it, it, this, my lifestyle will not change as I'm getting old. It's actually going to get more active. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, I think that's a dream for most of the people mm -hmm. that are listening. Um, you know, just to be healthy and active and not think that, you know, there's also a very big crisis right now with mental health and mental health disorders. Um, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, mm -hmm. Parkinson's, all yeah. of these things that... And your family can relate for sure. So, um, you know, are you, you said you have like a, a very intense work. Are you doing something to sort of um, help your mental health side of things as well? Are there any practices? Are there any sort of like supplements that you're using? Or oh, like yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, mental health directly connected to your physical health. You almost cannot be happy if you have any healthy unhealthy symptom. It's, it's like if you have inflammation, you cannot produce a healthy emotion. So if you have pro-inflammatory diet, if your gut is inflamed, if you have certain deficiencies, your biochemistry is off, you cannot produce healthy emotion. And the opposite applies too. Mm -hmm. if, if you're an, really taking care of your physical health, then it's very hard to find somebody who is who has some mental health issues. So there is a direct link between physical health and emotional health. So that's why I don't recommend the antidepressants. I recommend fix your gut, do the detox, remove the heavy metals, optimize your diet, start exercising, but don't over-exercise. Over-exercising actually creates more inflammation. Inflammation. It's pro-inflammatory. Those people who are like one, two hours in the gym every day, that is too much, guys. Tone it down. You don't need. You don't need that. This is actually doing it's same with fasting. You can go too much sometimes, too far, and doing it improperly. You have to exercise to a certain degree, and uh, and obviously lifting is super important. Hormonal balance. You guys, girls, you all need to lift, but there is a limit. There is a there is a limit to that. Yeah. So I would say that um, mental health needs to start with your lifestyle, and then naturally your emotions, your biochemistry your um, happy hormones will definitely improve because the, your hormonal balance is getting better and everything is connected. But yeah, the Alzheimer's, this is another story. This, this also we can hack it now with peptides for sure. But looking into your immunity, innate immunity, supporting your innate immunity ongoingly, taking superfoods. I'm taking uh, uh, mushrooms right now uh, that are optimizing your okay, brain health. Well, I take all of them, literally. Turkey sales, my favorite. Chaga, I love it. Uh, lion's mane, yeah, big fan of this. I, I take L-theanine, but I also drink tons of green tea. I'm not a coffee person. Mm -hmm. I notice my stress levels are much more lower when I don't drink coffee. Um, and you take L-theanine. And so. I take L-theanine, yeah, in addition. And I take GABA and I do, I, I'm a huge fan of maca. So these are the, coming from the biohacking. Because again, if I would be living in a beautiful forest and eating organic food, maybe I don't need that. But I'm not living in a perfect environment. And I'm highly stressed because we're opening two more concepts. So there is like... Most people can relate. There's a there's a work, there's ideal scenario where you need beautiful food and exercise. Not everyone even can go on the sun for, 90, for for like 20 minutes every day because we have 
there's life, right? We're living life and it's intense sometimes. So that's why hacking, that's what we call biohacking. Ultimately, it's just understanding what your body needs. And if you're going to get it from the sun, then absolutely you must supplement. You measure your vitamin D levels and you have to supplement. With vitamin D, you also need to take vitamin K so your calcium is not stored in your arteries, it's stored in your bones, right? And obviously, you take the magnesium together with this to optimize the most biggest absorption so kind of like understanding be your own doctor and understanding the biochemistry is super important um yeah very good point thanks for sharing that mm. i kind of went off track a little bit i think <laughs> no no you didn't but i i also wanted to know like okay yes uh, as you mentioned correctly like some of the things that affect mental health like for example the happy mood or happy hormone. It's a hormone in the body and in the brain. It's a neurotransmitter. It's a hormone. Yeah, it's yes. not even vitamin. It's uh, yeah. serotonin. And Absolutely. that is produced in your gut. Absolutely. And, you know, if most of the people would think that, you know, there's a top-down approach where our brain signals, and that happens most of the times there, our brain signals a certain things, and then it goes through our hormones and goes through different parts of our body. But even the opposite is true. Our gut and the way our gut is designed, it transfers messages to oh, the 100%, brain. 100%. And, and surprisingly, the nerve fibers that are connected from the gut, from bottom up, are 90% higher than top down. So your gut can transmit more oh, signals to your brain. One of the ways, so you have good food, your gut is happy, you send good signals. Um, sleep, you mentioned earlier, again, one big thing. If you don't sleep very well, I guarantee you're going to have mental health issues. I guarantee you. It's where it starts. So if you can't sleep again, we need to hack it. You need to hack it if you can. You mentioned some really good things like yeah. GABA. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Magnesium 3 on 8 is for all those overthinkers like I am. It's very hard for me to shut down my brain. It's always on. So how do you, let's, let's ask you, how do you shut down your brain? What's your nighttime ritual or nighttime, I mean... In a perfect scenario. In a perfect oh, scenario. So first of all, definitely cool temperature, very important. And why is that important? Uh, you sleep better in the cool. Melatonin is produced more when the body temperature goes mm -hmm. down. Um, cool, full blackout, if mm -hmm. I really want to get better sleep in the morning, because I'm actually not an early bird, I'm more on the night ball. So for me, to, my cortisol is high in the evening because unfortunately I work in the evenings as well, mm -hmm. and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So and what time um, are you talking about? Like, what creative, what is your working? Like, I can write, I can create webinar, I can do the product development. Okay. It's not ideal. You need to have what time do you Chilled, uh, maybe nine, yeah, maybe nine. nine, and then I have a two hour kind of okay. I can do a bathtub ritual, I love all this. That's more relaxation, yeah, just more relaxation. I'm low, I'm a very sensual girl, so all the sensuality kind of sets me in, in a sleeping mood. I can put like really a nice beat, like in terms of the music. Um, I definitely, but from supplement point of view, I take when it's too much, I try not to mm -hmm. all the time because I also want my own body to have perfect structure and know when I need to shut down and sleep. But if I need to, I take magnesium 3 on 8. That's specifically for brain relaxation. So my brain, so I sleep better. I take L-theanine. Uh, I love, I love lemon balm, personally. I take lemon balm, which is beautiful for just relaxation and less thinking. So you can sometimes fall asleep. But staying asleep is the problem for many people too. Yeah. So, so sleep waking duration. up. So L-theanine increases the sleep duration for me. Mm -hmm. And magnesium 3 and 8. Obviously, I can take GABA. I can take 5-HTP, which is obviously uh, 
also or uh, tryptophan because that most people respond to it better uh, because five yes. HTP can be sometimes too process. yeah keeps too too active. But if you're really seriously depressed, I would go on five HTP. Yeah. Like help your body just to get on track. Uh, so tryptophan B6 is my favorite to take before bed as well. But if you're taking maca powder every day, like a tablespoon with your water or with your mushrooms, this will help you to sleep as well. Um, and just magnesium, any other magnesium is glycinate sometimes. Glycine is very good before sleep as well. I'm a huge fan. Glycine is a very interesting molecule. Very, very, very interesting. So, but. And yeah, some people ask me, can I take all of them? Absolutely, I do it all the time. Like I'm totally, and it's totally, you just take a normal dose that is per dose, uh, per, per day, and, and, and it's fine. So this is what I would do. Uh, sometimes you can take, when you're overly stressed, you can take valerian root as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if that was common when, that was the only biohacking that we've had when, like in my early, early, uh, the know. So that was like natural valerian That was natural valerian root that my mom used to take when she would, she would get super stressed. I remember that. We never had this L-theanine and GABA. We never had one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, valerian root was the only thing. I'm not, I'm not supporting any like sleeping pills and stuff. You definitely should go off. So no benzodiazepines and no. Not all those kinds no, of things. No, no. So those guys, natural, those things are not really good guys. Stay away from them. So natural herbs is nature gave us to take care of about our what about melatonin? So melatonin, um, there is a, a lot of people do advertise it as even as, as an anti-aging kind of hormone. So mm -hmm. you start taking forty plus continuously. Personally, not a big fan at all. It can help you to sleep, but it cannot keep you asleep. So many people complain that they wake up after four hours and it's like it ruins everything. So I use melatonin only when I'm jet lagged. So but then I'm hacking it with lemon balm, I'm hacking with this uh, L-theanine, I'm taking three on eight, I'm taking calcium before bed as well. Uh, I'm doing my full spectrum. Um, How much uh, melatonin are you taking for jet lag? Uh, so sometimes it can go up to 60 mg. Yeah. If I go to US, yeah, yeah, and I need to be knocked out. But again, it doesn't keep you asleep. So I need to take off then and I'll take all the other things uh, with this. And I fast during the plane and I eat already two days before as per the new time zone. So I'm yeah. helping my circadian rhythm to reset. And as soon as you're on the other side of the world, you get on the sun, so your body quickly reaches you where, where you are. If you don't, then your body will take ages to restructure. Wow, interesting. Yeah, one of the, I always tell people like two of the major driving factors of circadian biology is light and food. And food, how and you, you can, exactly. And if you can like stop these, on a flight, that would help. Yeah, but if you get on the on the plane uh, and in the morning and your current time zone, but you're going where it's already nighttime, like nine p.m., don't eat on the plane. Mm -hmm. Go to sleep. Try to take. That's why I would take melatonin mm -hmm. to knock myself out, even for a few hours, and then you quickly wake up. Oh, it's a breakfast time. That's even though you know fasting is important too. Yeah, yeah. as you mentioned, food cycle is how you help yourself. There's also I've seen some data showing that you know we our body naturally knows at what altitude we are and at certain altitudes we're not supposed to eat when you're at forty thousand feet although you your brain knows that it's like not good, but your gut microbiome understands how high it is and most of the food that you might eat will turn into like pro-inflammatory molecules oh cytokines so this is also one of those things that you know a lot of people who especially they go to the aircraft and they think it's a cheat day and they can eat all yeah, everything that's available. That, right? yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's um, 
it's surprising how our biology responds to different environments, different conditions. Uh, what about working out? Like you mentioned, uh, working out is good, but working out a lot is not good. Mm. And most of the people in this part of the world think working out is a holy grail of being healthy. Yeah, yes. and then and then they they eat their burger and fries, which is full on inflammation and of the course, milkshake, the and they think, oh no, but. You can, guys, you cannot gym your way out of your inflammatory diet, period. Oh, this is a painful thought. This is where my inner night comes out with a lot of like, okay, it's going yeah, down. <laughs> but what's the ideal thing? Like, okay, so some of the exercise physiology people say 115 minutes per week is good of moderate exercise. Still, I would make it like a little bit individual, for mm -hmm. sure, genetically. Women should not overexercise. Mm -hmm. For women, actually, overexercising will damage their hormonal health. Um, what is overexercising? Overexercising is maybe every day lifting heavy, super intense workout, hip workouts every day for like two hours or something. What or about yoga? It's or... too much. So for women, women respond better to yoga, uh, but women absolutely must lift as well. Absolutely have mm -hmm. to maintain their mass. Uh, lifting a little bit lighter, but yeah, you still need to create a sweat during your workout. It still needs to be intense, but don't push it too much. That's what I would suggest women. So yoga, Pilates, great. I, I do gym. I do both, actually. I do yoga, I do Pilates. I do, uh, I, I lift, but again, it's not super intense. I'm just trying to maintain my muscle mass. As you grow older, obviously, it's a longevity it's, strategy. You need, it's a longevity strategy and it's a hormonal optimizer. For guys, it's a little bit different. Guys absolutely depend on lifting to make sure that they have healthy testosterone levels and healthy hormonal balance. They need to lift a little bit more. They can work out every day. That's actually very good because. Biologically, they're hunters, they're supposed to be active, they're supposed to mm. put their body into a more stressful situation. While for women, it would be actually the opposite. A stressful situation like lifting too much, exercising too much would mean, oh, it's not the time for a baby, it's not time to reproduce, it's dangerous, it's unhealthy. And the, on purpose, your, your hormonal balance will not support your reproductive health. Mm. So this is just two things, this is a difference between men and women. And it's just keeping that in mind. I would say a, a guy could work out one hour every every like five days for five days a week. For women, it's three times for four times. But I think it's just the differences in intensity rather than how often you work out mm -hmm. between men and women. And does working out one hour a day enough for optimizing your health? Oh, it's more than enough. I would keep it even 30, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, what what about what the rest do. of the day? It's can you sit for eight hours and then work up for an hour and this means yeah, you can get obviously out. walking is important. You can you, you, you can you can cycle one day, you could cycle another day, you could run another day. You're just going for a walk, it's still kind of like a movement, right? Uh, or for a little jog. Um, yeah, you can have trampoline at home and you can just jump for 20 minutes just to help your lymph flow. Lymph Did you see flow. the trampoline downstairs? No, I didn't, but I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna test it out later. <laughs> yeah, so my idea on that is a little bit different. For me, I feel that, um, like, if you look at the most healthiest populations around mm -hmm. the world, if you look at the blue zones, these are mm -hmm. geographical areas where people are living super long, mm -hmm. sanitarians, 100 years, super sanitarians, above yeah. 100 years. And when you see most of them, they don't officially have a gym membership. Like, all of these of people course. are living in their hundreds, never. But one of the things that they have common all across the world is that they move a lot. Mm -hmm. So... 
even when you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to optimize your health, there is something called as meat non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which basically means that your total movement throughout the day matters much I'm more happy. I agree with that. than you know going to the gym. And I mean, going to the gym is great and doing some sort of an intense as workout. Long as, the, as long as you may, you're able to maintain some muscle, yeah, mass with your movement. This is, I would say, how you would differentiate. And I always tell people, like, you know, I have now in the podcast, we can't do it, but I normally have a timer on my uh, Apple Watch or on mm-hmm. my phone right. for every 30 minutes that I have to stand up at least for most of the times I work over there with like a standing mm-hmm. desk. So I'm standing for six or seven hours a day. But most of the times I always tell people, like, at least in an hour or in 30 minutes, get up, stand up for five minutes. This also helps increase like, you know, some growth factors in the brain, like BDNF and all of those things. But more than that, the more you sort of move, and it doesn't have to be a heavy movement. It could just be like, you know, carrying some things from the grocery store and bringing them back. Because these kind of movements, they stimulate a lot more longevity side of things. But if you're constantly just stuck and sitting and not giving your blood flow enough movement, then, you know, over a long period of time, it's not the best. So I agree with the movement, yeah. fully agree with the movement. Yeah, it's just uh, obviously in the perfect scenario, like in Dubai, it's very hard to walk as well. In lo- like, I love London, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm often in London. Have you lived there? Yeah, okay. yeah, lived there for four years. So in London, I would never use taxis. I would just always walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like the most amazing thing. You can walk forever in London, yeah? It's just an example. Like in the lake, for example, it's hard to walk. Um, Dubai, hard, hard to walk. It depends, of course, where you live, but still, it's not really... Um, supporting of the walking kind of thing but uh yeah movement is very important and every now and then lifting something so this is how they would maintain muscle muscle let's say in japan right they, they would be they actually working so they're doing like they work in the garden or they're carrying something so it's, it's kind of still engaging the muscles so i would say just as long as you're engaging your muscles in one way or the other is what's important amazing so let's uh, shift track a little bit. We spoke about health and wellness and anti-aging mm-hmm. nutrition. Now let's talk about some of the things that you're doing. You are an entrepreneur. You have started multiple businesses around the health and wellness space. And what motivates you? How did you get to, like, you know, some people, they start one business and they're like, oh, I'm done. Oh, but I've had many keep, moments of that. Yeah, you, you keep, you know, you're talking about these new projects. You're talking about your clinic. So fill us up, like, what are the new things that are coming? Mm. Talk about your clinic and some of the things that you're already doing. That's why I don't call myself entrepreneur and definitely not a businesswoman. That's for sure. I call myself wellness artist because all of what I do is driven by emotion. So all businesses that I've started naturally came to life from personal obsession with that particular product, service, or an activity. So you can literally track all my personal interests throughout my career. So I got into hot yoga, I got obsessed with it, I started to go every single day, and I'm like, let's open yoga studio. And, and that's what it did. No, I had another one before, okay. like years ago. Then I went into gluten and dairy and sugar-free diet, and I'm like, we need to stop organic food manufacturing and I did <laughs> and, and that's I, still uh, no 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 it's, okay. I'm talking seven years ago okay. and then it was like a, 
We got into all the supermarkets, Waitrose and Skinny's and so oh, yeah. oh, like everywhere. We had like 21 SKUs. We produced almond meal before it became trendy, actually. <laughs> we had massive production to flow facility night foods. We were delivering to 46 stores every single morning. And then wow. I, I get headache just thinking about it because I'm not into operations that much. I, mm -hmm. it's so, You're into product formulation. I'm, 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 I'm so about just product development. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is my passion. And uh, so... I don't sometimes even think about financial part because financially that food manufacturing did not make any sense, but spiritually, emotionally, it was so fulfilling, but it, that's why it had to shut down because you need to back your passion with some practical, practical stuff. And I wasn't always good at this. So that's why I mean, I'm driven by emotion. I'm emotionally connected to health. I, I feel best when I'm eating clean I'm, I feel best I'm so so happy from all my health habits and I feel like everyone should be doing the same thing because a happy community is happy planet right like uh, less less crime less negativity less yeah if you're less uh, toxic relationships and all that yeah, so <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're having a good day you're less of an asshole to someone else yeah, and then 100%. you don't spoil others day and everyone has a happy day at the end yeah, of it, exactly. right? and i'm an idealist when it comes to it. i'm romantic i'm an idealist i want everyone to be happy i want everyone to live in a perfect world and this is i'm just like in la la land you know yeah. but i blame matcha for matcha for it and all the mushrooms that i'm taking <laughs> so um yeah i just i don't know so i think um I think it's super important just that we all kind of take it on board and really start to um, bring it more into our lives. And that's what we're doing now with the clinic, which not many natural. people know. It's called it kind of narciss narcissistic name because it's Natasha Rudachenko, so it's not real. Uh, uh -huh. And um, yeah, I didn't know how else to call it. And it's just like, you know, that's it. It's going to be just my my another way of expressing myself mm -hmm. but it does come with a lot of values because i'm all about natural and i'm all about trying to um to be as grounded as possible so natural clinic will be a place where we will offer all kind of dna tests all the blood tests uh, all the healing modalities you name it all the alternative can you give us some examples like so what, we're gonna offer what can someone who's listening to this like if they want to close their eyes and please don't close your eyes if you're driving right now but like if you're <laughs> sitting and you're watching this close your eyes what kind of uh what kind of things can be expected so you mentioned dna tests yeah. so people can find out about their dna just yeah. like you did yeah. and they can specify this is a yeah trigger. just an example for the dna test which we will be offering in the clinic super important i've just done mine and it uh, confirmed, I always suspected that I don't feel good with coffee. I always had the jitters and stress levels and anxiety. And then I did a DNA test and genetically cannot metabolize coffee at all. My body creates a certain allergic reaction towards the coffee immediately. Are I you feel a slow, like slow metabolizer as well? I'm a like... slow metabolizer of coffee. That's why I always on green teas or herbal teas uh -huh. or matcha. That's something I don't react to. I love it. I feel good. I feel amazing. Coffee doesn't do this to me. Now, genetically, it makes sense. Genetically, I'm not metabolizing it. I'm so missing the gene that helps to... The C5D. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Then my body needs... This is why it's important to understand your own biochemistry. I am constantly deficient in the, in iodine. Every time I do a legal scan test or anything else, that's why my thyroid isn't hypothyroid. Yeah. Of course, mood. There you go. Uh, low tyrosine and all that. So I'm not. I'm always low in iodine. So genetically, I'm predisposed to come continuously being deficient in iodine. So a person who doesn't have such an issue would take a normal dose of iodine and it would be fine. For me, I need to literally optimize it with all the other precursors that helps to absorb it, like, like vitamin C and yeah. stuff. And 
I need a triple dose to compare it to somebody who doesn't have such an issue. This is why it's so important knowing your biochemistry. That's one. Then I need, I, I'm constantly depleted of magnesium. Genetically, I'm predisposed to complete or continuous deficiency in magnesium. So I need to triple my dose. So these kind of things we will do for the people. That's when you get, you're going to get results. I need to connect you to an epigenetic company that I recently Ooh. come across. So they're doing epigenetic testing. That's a company out of Switzerland, but we'll talk offline yes. about it. Yes, that. absolutely. So in the clinic, we'll do all that. We will be offering, we are already offering a bioresonance, which uh, based on your frequency, I can see where the inflammation is, where what's the root cause, Beautiful. potential, and I can heal it for you as well. So we will be doing a healing a frequency uh, for like 30 minutes where you're going to harmonize all the other, your liver function, your digestion, your mood, everything. So that we're going to do the acupuncture, we're going to do Chinese medicine, we're going to do Ayurveda, we're going to do um, Oh, I love it already. Medicine. This is like a Disneyland for <laughs> all the health lovers. <laughs> I'll be one of the customers too, to yeah. be honest. I'll be, I'm doing it for selfish reasons, so I can go and make sure everything is done in one single place. And of course, we're going to do a little bit of a because, again, we are living in a, in a, not in a forest, and that, that is important as well. And sometimes you cannot, like, work your way out of gravity. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do definitely some aesthetics. And the lymphatic drainage will be there. We're expanding later into uh, an ice bath, the infrared saunas, and all those kind of things as well. Uh, and peptides and stem cells potentially as well for, for face, oh, stem cells for the higher scalp. And then peptides will be a major, major, major part of, our, of our, what we will be offering. And with peptides now, you can pretty much reverse or optimize any health issue. What's the current legal thing in UAE? Because the thing is, I have a few peptides sitting in my um, fridge downstairs, and I acquired them a few years ago on and off. But I was never sure, like, what's like, how does UAE stand with peptides? Are peptide therapies being done, or like... so you can either synthesize them in a compounding pharmacy, which is in Dubai. Yeah. This is what. Oh, so you can do it you in can do Dubai it as well. Absolutely, oh, yeah, Amazing. yeah. Do you However, need a doctor however, prescription? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah, you do. And that's what we're going to be offering. Um, but also, there is one company which I'm working with personally that produce in a very high quality peptide because also there's some guys, be careful, there's a lot of Chinese peptides which not going to give you necessarily damage, but they will not give you any benefits. And like, a peptide is not cheap. A good quality peptide, remember, is not cheap. Uh, but there are, you will find a lot on the internet, Chinese peptides that are meaningless, completely useless. So this is just something yeah, to keep in scary. mind. And there is obviously, I'm screening, scrutinizing every single party that I'm working with because I am, again, first of all, it should be good enough for me. And I'm very particular about the quality. When it's good enough for me, then we can start working on it, right? Like with, for, for the other people. And uh, there will be one company that already got the licensing that they will be able to provide all sorts of peptides that we will be working with that for me, that I've done independent laboratory tests and I know that they're good. For me, that's important. So there are, there are, but there is not many for quality. Like same for supplements. You should be very careful. You can get with your supplement. You can not only get uh, just a vitamin, you can get a heavy metal toxin. You can actually also do more damage than good with the supplements. But good quality supplements can be a, a completely game changer. Amazing. We are, I am personally, and I can say this on behalf of the listeners, we're super excited to, you know, when does this uh, facility start? What's the... It's currently under construction. Can you say it? I need to put, I think, everyone on Turkey sale. The, yeah. All the production, <laughs> all the construction team. <laughs> on, give them some mark and energizers. But we're almost done with, I think, in March, we will finally open. Like oh, beautiful. A, so yeah. that's super cool. It's, yeah, it's literally happening right now. 
amazing. I am so excited and, you know, we'll talk offline about this. I would love to know more. And yeah, so we've been talking about health, wellness, your entrepreneurship. Thank you for sharing with us so many tips. But tell us, like, like for the listeners, is there something that, in according to, I mean, peptides is very interesting, but something else that people have access to uh, that you could recommend them to do this year, something that you have probably learned or something that you are going to also try out that mm. you want people to try out, like a few health tips. So obviously I've, ga- I've gathered my knowledge over the last 20 years. So I do know a lot, but I don't really express it in a very complex kind of like methodical way. Mm-hmm. And this is what everyone's kept asking me on in my DMs and throughout, throughout our consultation. Like, Latasha, can you put together like a, some sort of document or some sort of course that you can just like literally we can um, address all our like issues optimize yeah. our health with different pillars like there's a sleep optimizer there's a mood optimizer digestion digestion optimizer uh how to eat clean how to do how to take care of your liver and stuff like that so i don't really have anything in particular now but i'm doing a webinar mm-hmm. for over four and a half hours with very practical information in terms of like supplement dosage how to live how to sleep how to eat um in uh, this weekend actually so and that's where you can join the webinar and you will learn a lot um, uh-huh. and you can replay that webinar as well we'll um, try to put it on our stories and get the word out okay. yeah thank you other than that like uh, if you follow just the health night uh, page we, we we try to educate a lot through constant continuous free information in terms of functional medicine uh, hacking stuff like that um but i also encourage everyone to learn themselves listen to other podcasts your podcast is fantastic what you're doing is incredible i'd love to learn more what you do as well that's yeah. another that's another episode possibly yeah. for us as well we'd love to uh, get some of the stuff that you uh, promote obviously having in stock mm-hmm. we'd love to uh, introduce it to our clients and in our clinic um there are a lot of books that are amazing um yeah, so there's like, we live in a, in a let's talk, knowledge. Yeah, let's talk about like your top two tips for 2023. Top uh, two tips. Top two tips. For health. For health. For generic health, because obviously generic you health. always need to know what you, what yeah, It always depends, but like, let's say yeah. like, if there were people, they learned so much from you already, mm-hmm. but they had to take two things from you this year, what would that be? You know, I actually feel that Sometimes it's not even physical. I would definitely say from now on, one tip for everyone is like cut out the toxic relationship or evolve. Like I see it almost in every other person where we hold on to certain traumas, to certain idea of ourselves where we allow toxic relationships to be present in our lives. And we can eat healthy, we can go to yoga, but we still attach to that toxic person or, or a family member. Or can be thoughts as well. So that's and thoughts, thoughts and thoughts about yourself are so negative and so self-inflicting, uh, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say first tip, and it's hard, or oh, it's hard sometimes to let go, but I would just work on that as a health tip because you cannot be healthy if that energy is around you, if it's uh, com- continuously affecting your personal self-esteem, forget about health. Your health will start in your immediate environment, who you're interacting with and who you're allowing to enter your energetic space. Mm-hmm. Then I would say the second thing for sure, optimize your sleep because everything else will just get better. Okay, so sleep is the biggest biohack and if your energy around your field is not that great, it's going to affect in every, I mean, the cells, they respond to energy, your brain responds to energy, everything responds to energy. Yeah. 
And don't be scared cutting out those people. You don't owe any, I always say, I'm one of those like very controversial in a sense. I say, don't, you don't owe anyone anything. Mm -hmm. First, you, you come first. Everyone else is second. And everyone says, you keep doing for more people. No, before you can give something to someone else, make sure you fulfill yourself first. Mm -hmm. You give that love to yourself first, and then you give to others. In a sense, when we are flying, Right, and they say this video before. If something happens, God forbid. Save yourself first. Say, you first put mask on yourself, and then even on your child. So even lo your love for yourself should come first before your child, in a way, because you cannot give, you cannot support from a half your blast. Yeah, and over there at forty thousand feet, you have something called as time of useful consciousness, which is basically if something does happen, it will probably take like ten to twenty seconds till you can breathe, and then. If you can't save yourself in that 20 you seconds, you can't save your child. Exactly. And oh, once you oh, can do that, you can share it with everyone else. But like, if you go out, then it's, it's... Yeah, we need to change the narrative. Let's be a bit more healthy, selfish. Let's just really take care of ourselves first. So if that person makes you feel guilty for not doing something, you, you don't be scared to cut out or at least communicate in a healthy way. Like, no, sorry. First of all, this is what makes me feel... This, 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 this. Should we give this a name? Like I'm trying to think. Like should we come up with a name or on this healthy, selfish? I know, healthfish, or yeah. you yes. know, we can start telling people like that. Be a healthfish, which be, is like healthy, be, selfish. Be selfish. No, I have to be selfish. It's good. Selfish is good. We we are being so bombarded and that from childhood. Like you, you have to give it every, to everything to another, support another. Yes, you do, but. There's a thin line become between, mm. and this is very hard to put into words, but do love yourself a little bit more, I would say, just like Yeah, that. so have more compassion, love yourself. Mm -hmm. Great, thank you for sharing those tips. Now we're almost at the end of the interview. My final question to you is, if you go back in time, if let's say we had a spacecraft or like a time machine, and we could go back in time, um, I'll let you choose 10, 20 years, whatever. What would be that one piece of advice that, Health Nag would give to Natasha 10 or 20 years ago. Oh, so many. My goodness. What's the, what's give the top me one? brain that I have right now in my <laughs> 20s. My God, I'll be probably already in the planet Venus or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wish there were so many mistakes. Oh my God. Like, in, in, and the way I abused my body, and I did abuse my body. Mm -hmm. I did. It was all the terrible foods and terrible substances and... Oh my God. And that was a definitely lack of self-love. Now looking back, yeah, I, I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to appreciate my body. I had to learn a hard way for sure. So no, there would be so many things I would not do. I would start uh, loving myself more. Okay, so I love That's I just would say. I would say like this because everything, the diet, the smoking, the substances is all connected to one root cause. Low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. When you love yourself, all of these things, you will not naturally be attracted to those things that damage you in any way, whether it's emotionally, physically, or spiritually. You will not be engaging or entertaining any toxic relationship, and we're all guilty of that. I think we all can raise our hand and say, yeah, been there, done it. So, um, but that's growth. That's okay. growth. Amazing. So self-love, love yourself, and you will look after yourself. Yeah. And with that, thank you so much for joining us. I am so impressed by your knowledge, by all the things that you've been doing, your 
uh, emotional entrepreneurial spirit, let's call it, <laughs> yeah. all the kind of things you're bringing emotional to this world. Yeah. yeah, all the things that you're bringing to this world. And if people want to know more about you, they can follow your Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? It's health underscore nag. Health underscore and nag. If you want to be nagged, you're most welcome. <laughs> and um, is there any other place where people can find your sort of like the webinar or is it yes, linked it's on all, Instagram? It's, yeah, we have a website as well. So we have a e-commerce, we have a supplement brand as well that's like HealthNag. And you can find about more details about webinar on the website. And then clinic is natural, uh, the natural clinic. It's also we're going to announce it very soon on the HealthNag platform. And you, yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon in our clinic, but for all the right reasons. Definitely, me for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you everyone who's uh, joined us. And you know, uh, she's got, HealthNag has got a lot of people live watching this. So shout out to everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. I'll nag you later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is me, CJ, your host, signing off from the Ship with CJ podcast. Thank you, CJ. You're welcome. Everyone have a great day. Day, a great week, a great lifetime ahead of you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website, www.shiftwithcj.com.